0: This is Cultivate a Good Life, Episode Seventy One: Seasons of Motherhood with Kaylee Monday.
1: Welcome back, everybody. I am Becky Higgins, and with my what? With my what? She's need a, need a little to tongue-tied. Over. Do we need to start over? No. Yeah, we do. Why? Because I want people to feel safe in knowing that (laughs) Becky Higgins messes up. No, it's not because I messed up, it's because I looked at you and it looked like you were disappointed in the way I was gonna Well, I
0: still feel like it's your fault and also it's so good that people see that you're not you're not a perfect individual.
1: I'm noticing that my laugh has a wheeze today. I don't know why. A wheeze? Yeah. Like I just Are you okay? Like I just took up smoking yesterday or something. I don't know. Did you
0: take up smoking yesterday? (laughs) Oh, she has, <laughs> you guys, we she really didn't to start over. No way, she for reals has like a little I know, but something I don't know happening.
1: Why. <clears throat> is it stress?
0: No, okay. Were you by a campfire? <laughs> no. Did you have a lot of candles going in your house,
1: you guys, dude? You are wheezy. I can't be laughing today because this is gonna be a problem because she's wheezy. Okay, okay, Buckle Here's what we are really here Buckle to down. talk about. I'm Becky Higgins, the other sweet pea on the other side of the table where we are recording currently with a blanket over the table before sound absorption is Becky Proudfit who also has a blanket wrapped around the microphone which we've talked about already but
0: it's my safety blanket yeah it's her safety blanket
1: she feels really good I feel really good about about what this episode is all about because we are talking with Kaylee Monday and we just met her Both of us, we we cruised together. So there we were. (laughs) So there we were. So there we
0: were. We were on a delightful beach on the island of Haiti, Mm -hmm. swimming around, enjoying ourselves. And the cutest, Cutest. like almost intimidatingly beautiful Mm -hmm. girl came up and started talking to me. So kind, so sweet, so open. Um, it was actually really super refreshing. She was so
1: awesome and wanting to know about us in the podcast. And um... Refreshing is a good word for Kaylee. Yeah, totally. Because I, I don't know what it is really like in the sense of being able to articulate it, but we felt such a connection to Kaylee so quickly. Mm-hmm. And she felt that. It was very...
0: She is the very definition of opist... Opist. Oh, well, here we Open go. And yeah. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Open and honest or opist. Open and honest loving. I think she just Mm -hmm. is very open and honest in her life
1: and very generous with, um, letting people know who she is Mm -hmm. and what she's about. And you can tell she's very nurturing, very nurturing. Yeah. She's a sweetheart and you're going to get to know her really quickly as we, um, have her introduce herself here in just a minute. And we dive into this topic, which we feel is so important. She does such a great job sharing her insights and perspective before we do that. Do you have a little review from iTunes from our sweet little friends? I sure do. Okay. Yes. This one just totally warmed my heart. Okay. So I can't wait. This is from Brian's girl,
0: and she. a Fun fact: Brian's girl actually won. Yeah, that sounds familiar. One of the one of the holiday gift guide items. Yeah. Um. And the title is "Crew and Lucy." Oh, it's course about our kiddos. Stop in my track. Aw. So she says, "Dear Becky's, I love your podcast. I love the interactions you have with each other. It makes me feel like I'm your friend." You are our friend, Brian. Always girl. and forever. Episode 58 was my favorite yet. I love the questions your kid, kids came up with and their interactions with each other were so comfortable. Would you ever consider letting them start their own podcast for other kids to listen to, or at least have them on again with another guest? Please keep going with your fun, inspiring show. Hugs, Alicia H. P.S. The iPhone negative 10 comments had me literally laughing out loud at work. My co said, what are you laughing at from the next room? <laughs>
1: I love that she's listening to the podcast at work. That I'm wondering awesome.
0: how that works. <laughs> so to answer your question about Lucy and crew having their own podcast. Which, by
1: the way, was episode 58, if you missed that one. The kids take over.
0: Um, I would say that they would love that. Absolutely love that. Pretty much. But that episode was by far the trickiest to record and edit, <laughs> I will say. Yeah, it was. So they would probably love it. I, I We totally consider having them on again at yeah. some point.
1: Yeah, well, think of a good topic. They really loved it. That's for darn we're sure. We're glad that you loved it, Alicia. Thank yes. you for that review. That's so kind. And we're going to go ahead and keep moving forward, uh, but not without a quick word from this week's sponsor.
0: You know, we are all about helping you cultivate the best life. And one of the most important ways I have found of cultivating joy in my life is to be mindful of the time I spend strengthening my marriage. We think it's high time we give you a chance to come together with us for an event with one of our favorite marriage champions, Tamara Fackrell. We introduced you to her in episode 53 on cultivating a better marriage, and you probably fell in love with her dynamic teaching and practical tips. She is also a highly sought after divorce mediator, educator, communication expert and marriage cheerleader. She teaches you all the things you can do as an individual and as a couple to ensure you don't end up in her office. We're hosting a mindful marriage retreat with Tamara in Phoenix, Arizona, February 21st and 22nd. Tamara and her husband Jake use a research based approach to help couples bridge communication styles, develop marital vision, assess your romance style, and build systems for your future. I know this because I've been a student of Tamara, and her insights have helped Taylor and I to get on the same page and move forward confidently in our life together. There is no better Valentine's gift to the one you love than a trip to the Valley of the Sun and a ticket for this fun weekend. We will have a VIP experience available Friday night and all day marriage seminar on Saturday. Come and join us. Enjoy the beautiful Arizona winter and invest some time in the most important relationship in your life. Head to mindfulmarriage.love and use code Becky to get $50 off your ticket. Join Becky, myself, and our husbands for this amazing event in February.
1: Hey, Becky, you know one of my favorite things ever about us? When I sing. And also... That's that's about you, not about us.
0: When I put lip gloss on?
1: Yes. Also about you.
0: <laughs> when I do my makeup so pretty? Okay. so When I make you do things you don't want to do?
1: <laughs> now we're warmer. We're getting warmer. Okay. What I love about us is when we both feel so inspired at the same moment about something. And usually it's someone. Usually there's a someone attached, yes. And we both Felt completely, and ins- we just we're gonna try to make you blush, Kaylee. Okay. I know we both as here Closing my mouth, like <laughs> I don't yeah. want to show teeth. Oh, it's so good. We felt so inspired at the same moment, per usual, mm-hmm. about you, Kaylee. And we're so excited to have you on the show. Welcome.
2: Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm it's, excited. It's, it's our honor already. I know
1: it's so much fun. And this is, you know, we've already mentioned this in the intro, but we are recording on a on a cruise ship. Becky does have a jingle for this cruise ship confessional which again, you i can't if i added a snap if you would have um backed away from i the was microp- oh sorry <laughs> if i
0: just blew your ears out but also you're welcome
1: it was good though thanks kaylee is really grateful that she got to hear the uh the jingle live <laughs> mm-hmm. so thank you. usually
0: it's like, hotel confessional in
1: the leather
2: pants let's go. i also Ooh, have leather pants on everyone yes.
0: and she looks good and, she looks and good. i look she really good and does. i put my glasses on <laughs> Just to be, you look smart, really prepared, smart and sexy. Yeah, that's my goal. That is smart every day, and sexy,
1: and your hair is wavy. Mm-hmm. The whole package. But this isn't about you. Once again, <laughs> just saying,
0: just love saying, it. whatever. So
1: we have with us Kaylee Monday. Hello, Kaylee. Hello, you guys. All right. So let's just assume that no one knows who you are and what you're about. Let's go ahead and have you introduce yourself,
2: please. All right. So, like they said, I'm Kaylee Monday. Um, I am a mother first and foremost. I love and a wife. But I'm uh, me and my husband met and he's from England and we've been married almost nine years and Heck he's giving me a look and <laughs> he has a great English <laughs> right because my
0: husband knows that if things don't work out I'll be headed straight across the pond to find <laughs> a gentleman to find, my next with, medicine, to find my next well husband. that was the thing that actually
2: <laughs> stuck with him as I didn't say anything about his accent so he had to chase me and go wait oh. do the English boys not like that. No, especially when they're in Utah and all the Utah girls say, what the heck, your English accent is amazing. He always says, he's really, really funny. I I love his humor. That's probably my favorite thing about him. He always says on a scale from 1 to 10 looks wise like i'm gonna i'm gonna say him a six which is just funny the way he says it this is about himself about himself but it's funny when he says it Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna say him a six like i'm gonna give me a six but in utah with an accent i became an eight and he was like (laughs) and you know what that feels like being an eight you can play to a girl that's like a 10 so he was like it was just fun they came over at like the right time when he was dating he just had serve an lds mission but um then he met me. Him and my brother became friends, and he said I didn't say one thing about his accent. Ooh, and he said no I went played. right back down to a six. Oh, <gasps> <And he's, laughs> but he is—he's a lot of fun, and that's really what attracted me to him. And um, and then we got married. He was my best friend. We didn't even kiss for ten months. oh ten months? Yeah. Wait, so best. you were okay? Nice. So you were
0: friends for ten months.
2: Well, we were dating, and he was really trying. And I was just kind of that stubborn little 20-year-old that was just, you know, wanting to have fun. I was in hair school. But yeah. anyway, it stuck, and he became my best friend, and he's he really is my best friend, and the love of my life. And anyway, in the last five years, so we've been married almost nine, but we had four kids in five years. Dang. And you guys, Kaylee oh, told man. me this.
0: We were <laughs> floating on some rafts, really just introducing ourselves to each other. And she said that, and I was like, I think I miss, wait, what? I I must have misunderstood what you just said. And my heart stopped for just a minute. I cannot even imagine four kids in five years.
2: It's been wild. And I'm a twin myself, so I was always curious. Like, am I going to have twins? Mm -hmm. And I didn't want them. But my last two... (laughs) As long as
1: we're being honest. (laughs) Yes.
2: I'm going to be honest. I didn't want the pregnancy. I actually love pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And weirdly enough, I didn't want two at once because I wanted to, like, have two pregnancies. Which a Mm -hmm. lot of my friends are like, no, I want twins to get them over with Mm -hmm. you know i was the opposite um but so i have a boy and then three girls and speaking of twins my last two are called irish twins so they were born they're less than 11 months apart so so. you
1: don't actually have twins no no let's be clear because somebody is gonna gonna be listening and making the assumption that two of the four children are twins no they are okay so ages of the kids okay so
2: well essentially they were five four one zero but they, mm-hmm. I just, like in the last month, my five-year-old turns six. We have a four-year-old one, two. And the two babies that are 11 months apart are the same age for a little bit. So, yeah, for a month. And they're two girls, Wowzers. which I had a twin sister. So That's it's kind of really fun. fun to watch. That is crazy. Hey, fun fact. Z. Becky
1: doesn't know this about me. Do you know that my oldest two brothers, Jonathan and David, are also Irish twins? I have twin brothers. I mean, what? but they're not, but they're, yeah, they were both born, they were born 11 months apart. And so my mom felt the same way. She loved that for a month. They were the same age. She loved it. She just thought that that was so fun. It's So, it's, I mean, it it's is crazy wild. though.
2: Well, and essentially their birthday too, I could hold one of them back, back and they mm-hmm. could be in the same birthday together. So, I mean, the, same, the same, same grade, you guys, mm-hmm. so sorry, the same grade. So. I think me and my husband have decided probably not to do that just because I was a twin and you are trying to find your identity. Right. My twin sister is an incredible person and we're really, really close. But growing up, it's an interesting kind of dynamic, twins. Mm. And I've heard that from a lot of twins, but it's yeah. it's been really fun, so...
1: I've learned something about myself with identity. It's so like highly important to me. We've talked about this a lot, Becky and I, um, because we both value that. But I've really been identifying more than ever with identity, if that makes any sense. We won't go Mm -hmm. too deep into that. But my point in bringing it up is I've I've wondered what that would be like if I were to have been a twin. Like I know it would have been awesome and also... I wonder if that would if I would have struggled with not having my own like your own autonomy. I, yeah. 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 Yes. yeah. But that then is. it's an
0: interesting dynamic too because it also plays into like the you know the having the core value of security, which I think identity and security go very often hand in hand. complementary. And it's like in one in one way having a twin would um be an identity challenge but a security benefit
2: do you know what I mean so it's probably
1: like an interesting that's a good I love that that, Kaylee is that how it feels with your sister
2: yeah no honestly even hearing that that um definitely just sits with me because she is such a security because we just have each other's back as different as we are and she is literally the most incredible person I know She's that safety for me. She's probably the person I feel the most safest in yeah. a lot of ways with because we literally have been together since day one. Yeah. Um, but I think for us definitely growing up, there was a little bit of that identity challenge because we were called the twins, I think, till about five years ago. Right. You know? Oh. And I'm like, I'm married and I have kids, so I need to be Kaylee. Right. So there's that, especially that even just the name that I was never called my name in settings and mm, family that situations. It was just... I needed to be myself, even though there wasn't anything wrong with her. Of course. Right. No, I totally so get that. I really liked that. It resonated with me mm-hmm. for a lot, for sure. So,
1: Becky, you're so smart. It must be the glasses. It's <laughs> the probably glasses. because
2: I put on my glasses. Yes. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> so, is. Kaylee, let's go um, kind of take it from who your family is, which thank you so much for sharing that. And share a little bit about uh, uh, you, Kaylee, the person. What are you doing in your life on uh, in like more of a public sense?
2: Yeah, so I'm on Instagram right now, and I um, honestly it was probably seven years ago when Instagram kind of started being a thing. It was a little bit longer, but that I really opened up just kind of our life publicly. I felt kind of just prompted to, and um, just a background with my family. My family before even social media or anything. Was big. We've always documented. Mm-hmm. Documentation's like huge to us. Girl, you are so, speaking
1: my love language. Mm-hmm. Our, our love language.
2: It, it's literally. It's such a part of like my family. And even recently, I got to s- go to Canada with one of my grandmas and sit and look at just pictures and stories that were. full. I mean, it was incredible. I love that. But my dad actually, my mom and dad are incredible. But my dad was our documenter. So I have so much video. Pictures uh, Every year till we were graduated, we have a picture on our doorstep with my dad before school. So it's just really a part of me. And if you're in yeah. our family, if you see our family or our family reunions, pictures are going off. So um, I knew when I, I began my motherhood journey, I wanted to document just being a mom. I got to mm-hmm. be a stay at home mom, which was super lucky. But I knew I kind of wanted to do that. And now I will say I've had to find the balance of that to be present with my children but also want to like document it. So Mm -hmm. I've really found that in the last few years, which has been really amazing for me personally. But um, yeah, I love documenting. So that's really where it started. So I love sharing my motherhood with them. I love sharing little life hacks and, um, deals. I'm known for loving sharing a good deal. I don't Ooh. care. My mom was amazing and her mom. If you see them, they're always well put together, but you could ask them and it could be from Walmart or TJ Maxx or... Yeah. So I don't really that's know anything about talent. name brands. Oh, yes. yeah. Not yeah. at all. That's nice. amazing.
0: Because you don't need the security of a name brand. I think a lot of people think, oh, you go into Nordstrom's and you put stuff on and you look better. And really, that's just so not true. No you just can go into Walmart or wherever you find cute stuff
1: and you can make anything work really that's right. you really
2: can and i think other moms relate to that i think when i mm-hmm. share that they go oh my gosh you're right i have young kids what is the point in getting a shirt from let's say zara then i find cute white shirts at walmart that will get stained no matter what and thrown right. away so that's kind of my thought yeah. process too is you can make your kids or yourself look put together nice but it doesn't have to cost a lot so
0: do you want to hear a little motherhood insecurity that I had <laughs> I sure do always I do so my kids are darling I'm just gonna say it they're
1: <laughs> they're awesome I'm in a second devotion but okay. I
0: always had like a little um envy for the moms that could convince their children to dress in like berets in front of the Eiffel Tower with scarves around their neck because my kids would have been like That's a hard no, mom. That's not (laughs) happening. Do you know what I mean? And I always used to look at those like super put together um, looking kids. And I would think, how in the world? Because it was a challenge to get my kids to not wear like crazy character craziness tees and basketball shorts and sparkly weird things. Like it was such a challenge. I remember one of my daughters, I think we've talked about this, went through a phase where she wanted to wear gymnastics outfits. Like, to school. More power Every tour. single day. I love it. I'm in. But I had, like, this little insecurity. Like, why can't my kids have this innate fashion sense? Like, these amazingly sophisticated oh my gosh. children on the internet. How dumb is that? <laughs> but really, I would think that. I'm like, that's just never going to be my sweet children and thankfully we've moved past wearing gymnastics outfits
1: so speaking of the internet and going back to what you were saying about Instagram you chose Instagram as like the main way of documenting is what I'm understanding Yeah, like you knew that you wanted to share through stories and pictures which is our love language around here um, and make it put it in a format and on a platform where it, it wasn't just for you it wasn't just for your family and I love that we are big fans of social media for that reason and for so many reasons there are so many good ways that we can use it so at some point you made that decision you felt like you said prompted to start an Instagram account for your family and by the way we won't say this till the end to find her on Instagram it's Kaylee Monday K A L E Y M U N D A Y Yes. right yes. Kaylee Monday So um when you did that what do you, what did you notice as you got that started what did you notice about your own motherhood your own family life did you feel like you were more like you were able to better notice things in your life because you were documenting and sharing it? Or do you feel like it didn't really change anything at all?
2: Um, A little of both. I think it kind of, you you kind of have to learn and grow in the beginning. I mean, even when social media, sorry, just came out, it was new to everyone. But I think definitely in the last few years, and I think as women in general, you just become way more comfortable in your skin and in who you are and your family. And definitely I would say, in the last few years, what I do doesn't change because of ins- social media. And that was a big thing that I wanted to be relatable. And kind of piggybacking off of what a be- Becky just said, I want to be able to share that like, it's okay to see the good and everyone and in- on Instagram and see the pretty pictures, but no to like, have the balance. That's my biggest thing is having balance as a mother. I think our society um, is kind of losing that we're, we're dressing our kids up looking like magazines all the time, but we're forgetting to let them have their own personality. I was just talking about this with moms yeah. the other day and I loved it. We were talking about our rooms. Um, I love home decor. That's actually a huge thing. Probably out of mm. everything, that's one of my number one passions is like yeah. interior design. I love that. But we were talking about our rooms growing up and how we let it just be like we had collages on the wall and my mom just let me pick out bedspreads and it was so my, my room and it was such a memory But I think we're kind of forgetting to let our kids do that, too, because we want everything to look Pinterest perfect. Mm -hmm. And we're wanting their clothes to look amazing instead of going, my Quinny today, she picked out high heels, and I'm going to let her rock that because she's going to be confident. And that's a part of who she is. Right. So that's a big part of, I definitely love, I mean, if you check out my Instagram, you'll see I love taking pictures. My kids sometimes dress in cute clothes, but I also love embracing and letting them still be kids, because I think that 's dying a little bit, like that art of mm-hmm. just letting well and maybe children.
1: because of social media that 's well not maybe it is it social is, media yeah. is, is part of the reason why we 've lost that, and I love that you were talking about that with other moms. Mm-hmm. I love that you guys are identifying with that because going back to what we were talking about earlier with identity and how important that is to all of us, you are absolutely right you bringing up the whole childhood bedroom thing. Whoa. Like for me, yeah. absolutely. Is it magazine worthy? Uh, yeah, that's going to be a hard pass. No. <laughs> my childhood bedroom was so creatively me. It was so me with the things that I put up on the wall, yeah. the bedspread yes. that I chose. And I was so excited that my mom let me choose the new comforter once or twice in my child, you know, whatever. And it is so an expression of who I was and I love the two pictures that I own of my bedroom like because that's all I have of my, job, right. my bedroom I love those pictures so much yeah. because it takes me back to the time where I was being expressed I was expressing who I was in that way so good for you guys talking about it opening up that dialogue and really understanding like yeah no our kids are not actually for magazines or for Instagram or for Pinterest Let them be, let them express who they are through the clothes that they're wearing, the way they put their bedrooms together. And definitely
2: not apologizing at that. We were saying because we're on this cruise, all of us Mm -hmm. right now in Mm -hmm. this room have probably babysitters or my husband's with them. And, you know, they're FaceTiming and we see them all scruffled and their hair not brushed. (laughs) But we kind of feel like we always have to apologize for like our kids being a little bit silly or funky or... putting leopards upon leopards on their outfits, and I'm going, but that is so who they are. Totally. And I don't want to take that. That's something I'm really working on. I mean, my kids are still very young, but going, I can find the balance of going, sweetheart, we do need to brush your teeth and comb your hair. Right. But you are very a cheetah girl today, and I'm going to let you do it. So I I actually, my favorite thing is going through Costco, and my kids, for some reason, love dressing up, like all Uh kids do. And they want to wear the princess outfit to Costco, and I let them. And, you know, yeah, grandmas come up to me and go, that's so – I love that, you know. And it does. It's, it's fun for them, and it's kind of fun for me to see them be such a kid. Oh, absolutely. I love that.
0: It's interesting. Going back to what you were saying about bedrooms, um, this thought keeps going through my head about um, – you know, we talk in, on, in, in the old Graham. Uh, those <laughs> those of us who are savvy to the ground, we talk about, like, curating content, right, and curating a feed, and you want it to look a certain way and feel a certain way, and I don't really adhere to many of those rules because they're just not for me, but a lot of people do, and they feel like that's the best way to 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 do it, to be an Instagrammer, I guess. And when you talk about bedrooms, because this bedroom thing is something actually probably a year ago um, I talked to my kids about. Um I I want you to all envision like, okay, so my bedroom currently, my master bedroom, one wall of my master bedroom is, is shiplap, which is kind of that tongue and groove board and it's matte and it's black. And so my, um, my bedroom's kind of like a mid-century modern has black and white and some chartreuse in it. Anyway, I'm a hundred percent certain my mom probably thinks my bedroom is ridiculous. Mm. And I'm a grown adult.
1: Yeah. I was going to ask you why you cared.
0: I don't, but this oh. is what I'm getting at. Okay, My okay. bedroom right now, totally Pinterest worthy, right? Like it's great. My mom still probably thinks my bedroom is ridiculous. So take that to like what we're doing to our kids, right? Like we're trying to make their bedroom Pinterest worthy, but really we're trying to curate their life, making it an expression of us yes. instead of them. Yeah.
2: I see or what you're saying. what if saying. our parents
0: now were curating our bedrooms?
2: and we didn't get to express ourselves in the yeah, way no. that we right was yeah. No. yeah even like it goes to clothing and
0: so this whole this whole notion of like curating your children i think is something that we all need to be very very careful of and it goes back to what we always talk about is in society and, and in motherhood it's really difficult to not tie your self-worth and judgment of yourself on these quantifiable things about your children And I think sometimes with that curating, we feel like, well, if my kids look perfect, if they look like they stepped out of the gap catalog or whatever, then that means that people will see that I'm a good mom. Yeah. Right. And heaven forbid my daughter goes to school with a greased back ponytail because she just learned how to do it herself. That looks ridiculous. Really, what we're saying is like, I don't want you to do that because people are going to think I'm a crap mom because I let you go to school that way.
2: That's interesting because that's what a few moms were saying about this conversation we had. Mm -hmm. They said, me letting my kid do that for some reason makes me feel like I'm a bad mom and other people will think that. When really, what's ironic about that is when we see a mom letting a kid do that, we think, that's an awesome mom. Because if I saw a girl coming into a place with Mm -hmm. slicked hair... And I could tell she picked out her outfit. I yeah. would think that was a wonderful mom. Right? I really would, yeah. Totally. And I have. And and if I see a mom that lets their kid wear dress ups, I mm-hmm. think that's so cool. That's so fun. It's I don't interesting
0: because that that those those kinds of thoughts of of k- kind of curating our children and curating the lives. Really, it's what steals the joy out of the different seasons of motherhood because we're making it about us, right? We when we make it about us, it never works. It never works making ourselves the center of the universe. It really doesn't. And you may not think that that's something that you're doing when you're dealing in these situations, but really that's what it boils down to. And I say that out of love because I've totally done it. We've all probably totally have done it. And I have experienced the like lack of joy then in motherhood because it becomes about all these other things. And then I forget that like these are developing human beings. They're not clones. They're not like people that I'm supposed to mold and shape into what I want. I'm supposed to help them blossom. Right. Like we had Roger K. Allen on. And what did he say? Do you remember his gardening analogy with
1: the kids? He said so many great things
0: like you can't force a flower to bloom. You water it. You allow it to have deep roots, and then you're patient, and you give it what it needs so the flower can bloom itself, but it has to come from within. It has to come from itself. And it's going to be whatever
1: flower it's going to be. Right. (laughs) Also. Exactly. So speaking of seasons of motherhood, Kaylee, that's what you chose for us to talk about, and that's what we've been talking about all along. You know, we're talking about motherhood in general, but... When it comes to seasons of motherhood, why have you felt so impressed with that so much in your life personally? Do you feel like it's become easier to embrace the seasons or harder or where do you come from with that? Well,
2: first off, I think a lot of um, the thought of this, too, comes from I have an incredible mother. And she's always given me really good advice before anything happens, before marriage, before children. And she always said before I started having children, like, remember, every season's beautiful and and really know that each season has its beauty in it. Um, And I think right now it's definitely resonating for me. I told you guys I have the two babies um, and the fourth was definitely an accident. I had just had the third baby um, and I find out I'm pregnant. So that was a bit (laughs) of a surprise, you know, and literally just had a brand new baby. Um, but I can't imagine. It, it was wild. No, I, I mean, I imagine. had friends say, "Were well, you really even cleared, Kaylee?" Yeah, you know, <laughs>
1: right. So
0: you're married to a British man. I don't. I blame am, you. <laughs> I can't
2: keep my hands off him. He's, right? He's Good amazing thing. in every way. So um, what's crazy is I had my fourth, um, and it was wild and busy. But I was like, I can do this, right? When I had her, I thought, okay, I really got this. This is okay. And then I'm going to tell you about five months ago, the two babies became two toddlers. Woo! And I thought. I don't got this (laughs) and this is really hard. Um, And so right now, um, I don't know if you guys know, but I live in Utah Mm -hmm. and Utah is known for the longest winters. I always say it's like the long, the winter that never ends. And it is, it's just, and it's not my favorite. Winter is not my favorite. I love it for Christmas, but other than that, Mm -hmm. I don't love it. And it's just long and it's hard. And finally spring will come. And then summer is my favorite. And right now in motherhood, I will say I'm in the winter. It's not, Mm -hmm. even though I love my children, I'm not, it's not fun and it's really, really hard, but I know that there will be an end. And I know that Mm -hmm. even in the hard, um, that if I can look for it and recognize and appreciate it, there is good. Um, And so that's one thing I'm always aware of is that every season will pass and even the hard will pass and that summer is going to come. And just like spring, the birth and renewal and all the good things that come with spring. Um, that's kind of motherhood too. And so that's one thing I love to talk about is just there's good seasons and bad seasons and hard seasons in motherhood. And one thing we have to do as women is recognize there's the season we're in and give ourselves the grace to be there. Mm, so I love recognize that. it and give ourselves the grace because a lot of times what we're doing, and I do this, everyone does, is I'm in a really hard season and I'm watching Nancy down the road, who's in a really great season. Right. She's in summer. She's at the pool every day having a blast. And I'm in the winter. Yeah. And we're comparing seasons. And that's crazy because Nancy also has 15-year-olds. Right. So, you know, mm-hmm. we're not really recognizing the season we're in. Um, and so that's really, really helped me shift my mind in the last even couple months to be like, I know I'm going to be in a hard season. And even right now, to be honest, I have, you know, four kids in five years. All four of them need everything from me. Right. But I'm kind of Of finding I I can find joy in it, too. There's a lot of good. Um, I think you can find it even in teenagers. That's one thing I love about the seasons of motherhood is from the tiny baby to young adults. There's beautiful seasons in all of it. There is.
1: Well, what I love so much about that is is so Becky and I talk a lot about this idea and this truth that when you choose to tell yourself a story whatever it is, for better or for worse, your brain will find evidence to support whatever that story is that you told yourself. Right, And Kaylee, you are such an example of of wanting to tell the story of motherhood is so challenging to the core. And also, I love it. And because you tell yourself that story, you can be in a season of difficulty. You can be in the depth of the winter on the blustery, the most blustery day wrapped up with all of the gear Mm -hmm. and that wintry moment and also find joy because you're choosing it. Yeah. And that's, I think, the thing that is often missing in some people's lives is or and maybe everybody's life for a time or a season, which is not acknowledging where the blessings are. Not taking a moment to choose to see the good and to see the joy when, yes, there are difficult seasons. Nobody around here is going to downplay that there are hard times. Like period, right? Yeah. But Absolutely.
2: when you choose what you want to find, you will find it. And I and you are, right? You're yeah. being and I think even if I have to be bundled up in the winter and I get to be next to four little piggy toes yeah. and all the cuteness with my kids, I'll do it. Because right. I mean, I always say and I know it's so cheesy, but like I get to raise little humans and that is pretty amazing. We downplay motherhood so much in the sense like I, I my biggest thing I never try to do and I always correct people oh, I'm just a stay-at-home mom, or I'm just a mom. Yeah, You're what do you say to that? A mom, I think, so raising a human is just like a nothing. Mm-hmm. I just think you, ha- I think there's something still so, and I, I and I give credit to all the um, hardworking single moms and working moms and whatever mom you are, but to me, there's still something so beautiful and noble about staying home and raising a family. There sure is. And I think yep. that's been yeah. a lost art of, feeling like I don't have more than just this. And to me, the fact that I get to try to navigate my children's life and help raise them, is kind of an amazing thing. And maybe I, I, I'm blind, but I think no, it's pretty it's cool. No, it's amazing because you chose it. Yeah. You chose it to and be this amazing. And this was really always my dream. I know that's yeah. silly, but some people were like, I wanted to do this. I was like, I always wanted to be a mom. Right. I just, it's not silly at I all. I love it. So I think that
0: there are certain phases of motherhood, too. I've been open and talking in the podcast. When, when my kids were young, when my oldest was before kindergarten, so when I had three kids at home before the first one to kindergarten, that was a hard, that was a really hard time for me. It was very physical and it was very demanding and also wonderful, but I think it was the time, it was so hard because I feel like I sacrificed, um, it's the time in my motherhood where I had to sacrifice a lot of myself, um, to my motherhood. And I'm not saying that like, oh, I just totally lost myself. What I'm saying is like, I intentionally knew that for the time being for that season, that it really needed to be about these three little kids who needed me and who needed all of me. And, um, and yes, I tried to take care of myself. And I'm not saying I totally cast myself aside. But it was a time that demanded more of me. Um, I couldn't be doing the podcast in that phase of life. Like it just it just wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have been the right thing. And it wouldn't have worked with my motherhood. But I do remember feeling like, oh my gosh, this is like, I feel like I just want to be intellectually stimulated. I remember having those feelings of, of wanting to do more and looking at other moms like, how do they do it all? And I think... I think the truth is you can totally have it all, but you can't have it at the same time. And there are certain times of motherhood for me that I really needed to, like, put some of those things aside intentionally with joy and love in my heart. Not because I didn't want them, but because I just wanted something more or I was needed more elsewhere. And it's okay. Like, I want moms out there who are listening to know that if you feel like you're sacrificing, you know, some of yourself because that's the needs of of your kids and your family right now, like that's okay. You don't have to apologize for that. You don't have yeah. to apologize for wanting something more than your own ambition, right? It's Absolutely. okay. And, and I think you're right. We often apologize for that. Like, oh, well, I went to college and now I'm staying home with my kids and I'll totally go back and do something else. Like we don't have to apologize for that. Right. Absolutely. And, and whether the time of life you're in demands it, or it's because you feel like that's exactly where you need to be. You need to unapologetically be the mother that you were meant to be right I think that
1: starts with eliminating the word just as mm-hmm. you were saying Kaylee like if you are a stay-at-home mom then you introduce yourself as a stay-at-home mom if when somebody's asking for your occupation for example instead of putting just at the beginning no yeah. more saying I am just a stay-at-home mom right do you guys agree absolutely like that Literally. one word because what that does is it downplays the role significantly and I know people aren't really like thinking about it when they say it, they don't really mean to downplay it but I I just think that we could eliminate the word that's all
2: yeah I think one thing for me that um and not everyone resonates with this I did uh talk about this in a post and a a lot of people did but one thing I think uh what Becky was saying I think sometimes when we have our children we kind of hear the phrase like I had my kids and I lost myself Mm. and I kind of share the flip side when I had each kid I found myself a little more Mm. and I found like a deeper love for people, empathy just like my kids made me feel and and, um, just need it and I feel like motherhood actually did help me find myself because I was looking for that too and I needed that and I love that that's what it gave me so I feel like In a lot of ways, motherhood did help me find myself and who I am and who I always was Mm. and just gave me a really a sense of purpose. I loved that. I love
1: that message so much. And, And Kaylee, you don't have to share that message, but you've chosen to share it. And so you are helping to empower other women and mothers to find that for themselves. And without shaming or guilting anyone, if they don't feel that way,
2: Absolutely, you know what I'm saying? I think that that's
1: the significance in what you're doing with your platform and with your message is empowering women to find that for themselves. If they want that, they can also find greater purpose and meaning through their motherhood.
2: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because I have a variety of friends and and that's what I love about motherhood is I actually love when we... um, we're so different in it. Some of mm-hmm. my friends want babies to come out af- as five-year-olds. Um, yeah. I love newborns. Some of them don't want to stay at home. Some of them do. And I love it because I think it really gives us a broad variety of just how we can raise our children. And every way is the right way for your own family, Yeah, I believe. Um, and what Becky said, too. I I believe that, um, that definitely motherhood is hard and it can it can take away it not take away your identity but it does make you lose who you used to be in some Mm -hmm. ways but I think you can form a better version of yourself so I can understand that phrase more than anyone Mm -hmm. but I think in that I found myself more is what I meant so so I absolutely agree to the I I know why people say that but I think I've just kind of found that It actually gave me more of a purpose.
1: So you have, you've mentioned that when you've shared that message on Instagram, that you have felt a real, like people have connected with that. Is that correct? Yes. What are some of the other messages that you have shared that you were like, whoa, this is really resonating with a lot of other mothers. Can you think of?
2: I just think a lot of them relate in the sense. Yeah. My, my children do give me purpose. And yeah, at first I did feel that, but this Mm -hmm. is X, Y, and Z, why I don't anymore. And again, I've kind of a message of, um, I found that I realized the seasons of motherhood did kind of give me that identity I needed again, going back to identity. Right. So, and I think as moms, um, it's okay to say I am a mother, but I also have passions and desires and things. Uh, That's not all who Kaylee is. That's not all who I am, but it's a, it's one of my favorite parts of myself is a mother. Um, but there are things in the seas in our s- different stages of motherhood that maybe, like Becky was saying, in the yeah. younger years that we have to put on hold. And I, have done that, and um, I've told you guys I wanted to talk about that. But I, I've always loved um, fashion, modest fashion, and that was a big thing um, that I've known. I've always just loved. Mm-hmm. I even, in high school I was on this fashion team. It was really funny. So but fun. It was fun. It's I've just really always cool. loved. Finding a great deal, too. That's a big thing yeah. with cute fashion, right? Um, so about four years ago, three years ago, my husband always has known this. And I've had a draw to dresses. I've always loved dresses. Mm. And um, so anyway, we started manu- uh, the, the, the first stages with a manufacturer. We got dresses coming back and forth. This probably went back for about six months. I've kind of, you know, made some dresses just right. And I was excited. And then I had two babies in less than a year. And everything was put on hold. Yeah, oh. um, And my husband even wanted it for me. I wanted it. I had pe- people cheering for me. Um, Did you but, share it publicly as well that you were doing and that? And a lot of people knew because I had gotten so um, many messages about like, oh, you love. It's so rare to find like cute things modestly. Like share this with mm-hmm. me or you should ch- you should start this, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I wasn't so it was little like the nat- open. N- it
1: was the natural next step for you to actually natural, create yes. a brand um, yeah. with clothing.
2: Yeah, but I always ha- felt this weird. I just have an obsess- obsession with dresses, you guys. It's it's ill, actually, I love if you that. go in my closet. Mm-hmm. But there- and I, I always want to, I'll find a twist to it. And if it's not modest, I'll make it modest. That's, That's just so how awesome. i always been. That's so cool. And even growing up, I would find a shirt and somehow make it modest, but maybe like sew a different part off. I, ju- right. I just mm. have loved that. And so I had just this, it kind of in my hands, I had like 30 dresses, I was ready, we were really going through a lot. And like I said, my husband's probably more supportive than even myself. He was like, I believe in this. Yeah. Um, and then I got pregnant. And I had this really strong feeling. And I think everyone, if you can feel this, and you can recognize it, it, it can all work. But I had this feeling from the Lord that no matter if you just put this aside and be in the season you know you need to be. Mm-hmm. And I knew always that my first priority would be being a mom. Right. I'm a young new mom too, right? So I had four young kids that um your time will come. And I had no idea if that meant in 10 years and 15 years, but like you know where you need to be. Yeah. And um and to listen to that. So I really listened and I I, I remember writing that down and saying that the Lord said my time will come and just to to, just to listen to that. So I did. I I didn't even think twice Mm -hmm. for about a year. I actually had the dresses in my front office and I would look at them just as a visual. And then I actually ended up putting them away into the basement and thought Hmm. it's okay. And I didn't feel any um, bitterness or regret or anything because I I loved what I'm doing being a mom. Right. Right. Um, And then about a year ago, I was approached from someone that I used to work with a different brand that she became a partner in this dress company. And she had remembered that I was working on dresses and we ended up conversing. And she said, what would you think of bringing one of your dresses to our company? And I thought, what like Mm -hmm. and originally we were going to start from scratch and just call it like it was going to be one of my designs with them but Mm -hmm. they saw all these dresses they came over to my house one day and we were starting to design and they thought you have 30 dresses sitting here Mm
1: -hmm. and why don't
2: we bring one of them to life and it was kind of a cool I remember them leaving that day and me being so emotional because I got to go downstairs in the basement and it was it wasn't even this long period of time I had to wait but like bringing up my dreams again from the basement and being mm. like, I get to do this. So I ended up launching just recently two dresses with them in a jumpsuit. Oh and my god! It, it was literally just a dream, and it it really was the right timing because yeah. I don't know when the timing would have been right. It was mm. just the perfect timing, the perfect kind of marriage between me and them, and it, it was amazing. So. That you can so still dream, cool. and, and things can happen, and and I, I, I say that lightly because I know it happens sooner than, uh, really, it probably should have, because I, I was thinking, okay, Heavenly Fathers may be saying this is going to happen in 10 years, but I'm going to be okay right. with it, and I'm going to be in this season, I should, but... It was kind of a crazy thing that got to happen. What a great example of faith,
1: too, because you felt it pretty strongly. And the key here, guys, is that she felt it personally. Right. There's no right or wrong way to do motherhood or work or not work or whatever, but you were pursuing something that was so important to you, and you felt really strongly, like very like it was directly from God that you needed to just put that on hold mm-hmm. for a yeah. minute, right? And Becky and I can tell you stories that we've had of similar oh, yes. feelings, right? Where we felt like we were going to pursue something and then it needed to be hold on, not yet. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love those experiences because it really is our willingness to, to go with what we're feeling is so personal for us yeah. to show our faith in his plan for us right and i i can't go another second without asking you where people can find the two dresses in the I jump. Know, i want to buy the, one because
2: you would love the jumpsuit would no look for real on both of you for real so, where ivy do, city if you've ever heard of them it's at um online ivy city and it's all mostly, ivy ivy and then city. city. Okay. Dresses. Yeah.
1: All right. Let's go buy them all. Ladies. <laughs> We're gonna buy
2: them. Buy them all so Actually, that she then will. I'm gonna buy it dresses. before we send oh, so this the to dress the editor. Is the same dress in two colors. It's kind of something you would wear to like a wedding. It's a little more formal. And then the jumpsuit's fantastic. It As it's black and it has pockets and a little bit of like a boom at the the shoulder. It's just oh. it's, it's really fun. I'm so. And they excited. picked one of the dresses of mine. Um, that they didn't have. So I had a bunch of variety of dresses I had made, but this one they were like, we don't really have anything like this. So it, it's really been fun. I have no complaints except I feel so grateful that I got this amazing opportunity. Right. And I felt really like divine intervention and all that too with this girl. Like it was a crazy way it all worked out, but we both kind of felt like both of it, you know, just really like that's how it was supposed Lord. to yeah. happen. Yeah, it was really amazing. So. so cool. Do you know what I
0: think the the most common thief of my joy and motherhood has been has really been impatience,
1: honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys agree with that? Oh, right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna as your very dearest friend.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just gonna Lay say it on me.
1: yes. You're
0: right? The, yes. And and it's been mm-hmm. so much better um, you know, we talk about this a hundred times, but like how cancer cured me of my <laughs> of my craziness, really. Right? Um, and my control issues in motherhood. But seriously, I I wonder how you would have felt, Kaylee, if you had... Because I'm sure there were voices in your life that were like, no, you can't put this aside. Like, you are too good at this. This stuff has to happen right now. Like, you need to keep going. But I wonder, um, because I know I had things in my life that I totally put aside for a while um, so that I could be the kind of mom that I really wanted to be and that I felt called to be and I wonder what would have happened if I had not done that because now that I am my kids are a little bit older um, and I was able to start I mean the timing perfectly aligned with my youngest going to kindergarten and now I am I have more freedom to pursue my passions and, and do things that I feel so called to do. But I wonder how I would feel if I had been trying to make that work with motherhood, because I have the, I have the peace on this side of it as I'm having more time and more freedom to pursue those things, knowing that I was exactly where I needed to be in the years prior. Right. Yeah. And I wonder what it would have been like, had I not done that. You know what I mean? Good
1: thing is, is you don't have to know. Yeah, that's right. Right. You made choices that felt like they were totally right for you just as kaylee you've expressed and just as i've shared many times here on the podcast and on social media like we all have our own unique journey and we've made choices hopefully all of us have made choices according to what we have felt was so personal for us which
0: i will say for becky she's been working
1: i've never not worked never not worked right. and and Until for her this summer right this that's past true. summer you did take when that I, break and i've shared that openly but that that felt very very much what i was supposed to do is stop working for, besides the podcast, you guys, if you don't know this, you know it now, is I stopped working for a week and then a month, and then that came and went, and I'm like, yeah, this is actually really amazing, right. and I'm yeah. going to just like not Keep work it going. for a little while longer. It ended up being a full summer, a full few months that I put everything to the side, and it was exactly the right thing to do at mm-hmm. exactly the right time. and and it's what I needed within my motherhood Mm -hmm. within my own personal sanity with with all the things and so that's kind of the point it's not we're not talking Mm -hmm. about whether you should work or not work or this or that and that was my point in
0: bringing it up is I you know I'm not saying like oh I put everything aside and and stayed home exclusively Mm -hmm. with my children and that's what you should do too that's not at all what I'm saying what what was right for me and my kids might not be right for you and your kids and really what it's about is being in tune and being empowered within your motherhood and whatever that means Absolutely. for the tiny humans that you're assigned to do you know what I mean and for you that meant working yeah and that was great and, and for me was, that went that meant pulling oh, back
1: I loved it so much and, and yep, it meant pulling yeah. back
0: also mm-hmm. great do you mm-hmm, know what I mean it's exactly. not it's about the times and seasons and it's about being where you need to be when you need to be there Right? I have a question
1: for you, Kaylee, yeah. or did you want to say something? I was, I was going to okay. say, I
2: also think the Lord's not asking us to choose one or the other. He's not given mm. us these talents to say, well, you could either be a singer or a mother. He's saying, I, I hope you could be an incredible mother and you are a beautiful singer, but I want you, like you said, to be patient and know your time will come. And that's one thing I've always know- known yeah. with him is that he's given us a lot of talents, And until I became a lot older, I realized I love in period design. I love designing, whether it's in a home or on a, Mm -hmm. you know, in fashion. But and so and I didn't recognize that till I got quite a bit older. And my husband was like, this is what you love. Um, And so knowing that something I loved, but I love motherhood, too. And I could do both. But just knowing, again, like you said, the right season and being patient. And he's given us talents and and blessed us with so many things he wants us to share. So that's one thing I always say. You don't have to choose one or the other, you know, just knowing the right season. And with what Beck Higgins, she's my Bex Higgs.
0: I always (laughs) The Bex Higgs, the OGB. I also love,
2: not only are we talking about, I think it's funny listening to all three of us But I love watching you, too, because they are a hoot. They're so fun to be around. (laughs) I wish everyone could be in this room. Um, But we're talking about the seasons of motherhood. But really, it's kind of the seasons of ourselves.
1: Mm, And I really have found that in motherhood.
2: Mm. I have literally even right now, in the winter of the hard, I'm finding a different part of myself in this. And it's not bad and it's not good. It's a different part of myself. So I'm really... You know, motherhood does make you find things out about yourselves that yeah. are sometimes great and hard and all in between. So Absolutely.
0: It's almost as if someone has a plan to help us Always. develop on this in this life. Hey, <laughs> okay, this is my burning That's perfect question
1: for
2: us. I can't
1: lose it because it's really important to me to ask this. So, I have I have um, several girls in your stage of life, I just love and adore that have young children at home. And I'm thinking about them while we're recording this together because mm-hmm. I love them so much. And I and I think about the things that I've said to them. And I think about the things that older moms have said to me before I got to that stage and so on and so yeah. forth, because this is what we really should be doing, guys. Like, mm-hmm. as moms, like, let's build each other. Let's lift each other. Let's help each other. So the question is this. when Because your children are so young, mm-hmm. like they're all really, really young, and because you are so grounded in your perspective, tell me what you look what you look forward to in the stage of life where your kids are older—in five years, ten years, even fifteen years. What do you expect out of that? And what are you telling yourself now to um, prepare yourself to keep that perspective really healthy as the kids get older and as the challenges mm. change?
2: Well, um, the number one thing I'm looking forward most is everyone wiping their own butt. That's yes. probably number one. Do you know what? I'm going to tell you. Up. It's going to happen. It's going to be there. Please. It is going
0: to happen. And then you may get a family dog and you may regress slightly. But then it's going to happen. And everyone, you know, cleaning up other people's poop is going to end.
2: It, I, it, it's going to end. That's tell a great me, thing to look forward to. I don't think I've
0: cleaned up poop and...
2: I mean, it's been at least
1: a couple of weeks. years.
2: (laughs) Besides wiping my own butt, I got four other butts all day to wipe. So sometimes I'm like, okay, we'll get there. You'll get there. (laughs) But really, I think what I most enjoy looking forward to, because my children are so close in age, and I didn't plan it. And that's a crazy story in itself, because I know that was all divine, too. um, That I'm looking forward to watching the friendship between them all, but Mm -hmm. the friendship I'll be able to have. I want this... My parents were so amazing in the, the way they raised us. They gave us full trust until we didn't, you know, until we didn't earn it. Right. But really, we because of the full trust, we didn't give them any other reason than to trust us because it was like we kind of right. were like, well, we don't want to disappoint. I think I'm really excited for the friendships that I'm going to hopefully make with my children. Absolutely. Because my mom is truly my best friend. Besides my twin and a few, you know, she is my best friend. She's the one that's in the heart and the good and knows every detail. But the one thing she said to me that was really abrupt growing up that I thought, that's not right, that now I look at and I think that was the best thing you did, is I remember I think I was in my teenage years and, you know, every girl has the mom that's really cool and you're thinking, well, why isn't my mom that mom? Mm -hmm. And I remember my mom looking at me and saying, I'm not your friend, I'm your mom. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what? But even then, I had a great relationship with my mom. She was just meaning I'm not the cool mom that's going to, you know, do this and that. And what's ironic in that is that she now is my friend because, you know, Mm -hmm. as the season progressed and I got older, she could be my friend. Right. But I I see the moms that were trying to be best friends. And as the girls got older, then they didn't want that. Mm -hmm. So I really hope to be, I definitely want to be that person that can be open and my kids come to But remember my role because I think children need that. Um, I talk in different. I've talked um, on different things about children need structure and security. And as mothers, I think we forget that. So we become their friend. They need that. And so I know because of who my mom was for me, I want to be that for my children. Again, I want to be open. I want them to come and feel no shame with anything they say. But I want to be able to blossom into this beautiful friendship in the end, like I've had with my parents. Right. So. Yeah, I love that. Isn't
0: that the end game? Yeah, that's the end game
1: we're you, hoping for. You are full of wisdom. For being in this stage of motherhood, yes, you, are. you are full Ugh. of wisdom. Your head is yeah. on so
0: much straighter than mine was at that time.
1: Here's why we, that's why, Becky, you and I both felt mm-hmm. like she needed to add her voice to this ongoing conversation about cultivating a good life is because it's not everybody's gift to have that healthy of a perspective on motherhood. Mm-hmm. Motherhood is hard. It just is, and so we think thank you so much, thank you for adding your voice and your perspective and i I have no doubt that someone listening right now is feeling really inspired in their motherhood. Thank you so much for that. Kate,
0: that's really interesting you just said that because as I'm thinking about closing thoughts, this Mm -hmm. phrase, being inspired in motherhood, keeps going through my head. Mm -hmm. Um, And Becky and I are actually working on a book about inspiration in life and this whole notion of being inspired, particularly in motherhood. We don't need moms Who are moguls. We don't need moms to be anything but what they are. And being inspired in your motherhood is not something that's just going to happen. It's something that you need to cultivate. It's something that you need to curate um, in your life, be this inspiration in motherhood. So whatever your motherhood looks like, be inspired in it.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Do you Any... mind if I end on a little? No, note? I was going to ask you. No. To okay. Share I just one have thing. one thing that I I want to end on with what we've kind of said. Ooh, it's going to be good. It's a quote. Co- it. No, it's just a little. It really <laughs> isn't anything like. Come it's on. just a little quote that I love to look at every once in a while, and I think every person can relate. It's just very simple. It says, "I know it's hard, Mama. I know it h- can be hard to get up every day and have these little people rely on you. I know it's hard to feel like sometimes your world is so small. I want to remind you, you are the world." You are the world to those little ones revolved around you. You are their nurturer, their home, their comforter. You are everything to them. And I hope even on your hard days, you know how special you are, especially to your little people.
1: Uh, And even when the little people aren't little anymore, it still holds truth. Absolutely. They may not act like it. And they may, you know, exude that their peers are their world, for example, or their hobbies or their Mm -hmm. sports, but you are still their world way more than you can ever give enough credit to. And that is why, full circle to what we're talking about here, every season of motherhood is just as valuable as the next.
2: Yeah. I need my mom more than ever, guys. Yeah, I'm 30 years old and I.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's know. true. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much, Kaylee, for adding your voice, and thank you. everybody can find you on Instagram, Kaylee Monday, like we spelled earlier. Anywhere else, they should be looking for you or finding That's you or it. connecting with you. Okay, let's,
2: let's talk. Let's hang out. That's it. I love it for sure. <laughs> Inspiring okay, guys, Thank accounts. Seriously, so much for letting me. This oh. has been. A treat to be with you You're guys. a treat. <laughs> and you're inspiring mothers too. So I appreciate you letting me be in the circle as a young mom. So oh, thank we you. We just you're love awesome. you so much.
1: Thank you so much, Kaylee. All right. Well, friends, thank you for carving out the time to listen and for joining us in this continued conversation about Cultivating a Good Life. Nothing we have said is more important than the specific things you have felt that are personal for you. We invite you to write down those promptings you feel and most importantly, act on them. We love you. We're cheering you on and we look forward to being with you next week. Bye-bye. Bye guys.
0: i have a fat roll that works really good too though no so.
1: because i think that resting it on my knee so as awkward as this looks i think i'm going to be great okay yeah it's gonna you're be gonna great kill
0: it you're gonna kill it so dead we're all killing killing it dead did you want me to say something?
1: <laughs> how'd that go what was she's prompt she's
0: prompting me to sing
1: you're too close to the microphone but if you could back it up a little bit and then sing the jingle i'd appreciate it okay you ready yeah how's that go
0: sorry claire Sorry,
1: Claire. You're welcome, Claire. How's it go?
0: <laughs> Cruise ship confessionals. It's true. We're back. And
1: <laughs> we're not recording. Oh, I was like, no. did you just no, turn no down my sound? Rude. <laughs> yeah, you oh. were very, very, very red. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was? shocking. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you literally were like
0: right here for the singing. And so, but you know, what? I got to do it. I got to do what feels right.
1: Yeah. OK. If you want to go in that close, just let me know and I will turn it down. OK. You ready for a row? speaking one two three
0: yes go